Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. My name is Elizabeth Richard and I'm here with Sebastian Richard. And today we're going to talk about how to identify your target market. So you're a Christian entrepreneur, you're in business, and this is a key element. You need to learn how to identify your target market to be successful in business, whether you're in network marketing, whether you're in direct sales, any online business, you need to have this on point. So to build a strong business, you have to recruit the right kind of people, okay? So you need to learn how to identify what your prospects look like. What are your ideal customers? Yes, and I was listening to a a teaching online about uh, branding and targeting your audience, and it was really interesting because the expert was saying that most business owners don't even have a clue as to who their target market is. A lot of people are branding themselves to appeal to people. And trust me, the term people, that's very vast. So you need to target it. Exactly. And in the home uh, business industry, what doesn't matter what company you're in, everybody seems to think that their product, their services are for everybody. And that's a big problem because mm-hmm. you're just... Um, trying to convince everybody out there that what you have to offer is what they need, right? And that's just basically getting you nowhere and getting no results. And your message, whatever you're trying to, to give out as a message, is not resonating with anybody because nobody's hearing what you're saying. Exactly. So, and a lot of people that join different companies, um, you know, maybe your network marketing, direct sales, whatever uh, business you're trying to to build, even as an entrepreneur yourself, maybe you're building your own online business, you need to learn how to do this and you need to learn how to uh, understand this because your product is not a great product for everybody. We're all different individuals out there. We all have different needs. And it's really, really precise. So we're going to really get into detail, okay, Mm -hmm. on this. So every successful Christian entrepreneur I know has partnered with like-minded people to build his headship, okay? So whether it be John Maxwell, whether it be other uh, successful Christian entrepreneurs, I've noticed that oftentimes when they're building, they're partnering with people, they're partnering with people that have that are like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. They have something to offer, but at the same time, their values are pretty much similar. Yeah, you need to, like if you're gonna build an organization, the people at the top, those who make the decisions, those who direct the ship, need to think alike. They need to be in sync, okay? So that's very important, that's first key, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes you may find yourself building a business, not realizing how crucial this is. And then you realize too late that because of the foundation that you built, everything falls apart. And we see this oftentimes when people are building their home-based business because they just want to recruit everybody. Anything that moves, anything they'll say yes. And then they realize later on that it was just bad decisions and there's so many problems that are a result of that. And we're often coached that way too. I mean, when we join a network marketing business, for example, oftentimes we'll hear that from our uplines. Everybody is your target audience. Just recruit everybody you see, talk to everybody you know, and that's a big mistake. Yeah, you don't want to come from a place of desperation just to try to get you know to people to sign up with you or people to buy your product. Maybe you have your own online store and you're just like trying to market to everybody. It's sort of like you know when you um, are in business and you own. Uh, an online store that has to do with beauty and makeup and you're trying to uh, convince the lady that lives in the mountains that doesn't wear any makeup at all that mm-hmm. she needs your product. There you go. She's going to be like, 
laughing in your face, right? She's going to say, I don't need that. Like, I'm happy the way I am, natural looking, and I just don't want that. When I, get up I in just the morning, don't wear makeup. When I get up in the morning at 4 a.m. to go milk the cows, they don't care if I'm wearing makeup or not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, you have to learn <laughs> to see that not everybody needs your product, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. just have to find those that really want your product. That's it. Exactly. It's not the same thing. Okay, yeah, so, so you got to find the people who want what you have to offer, not those you think need it. Yeah, and the biggest mistakes, you know, in the home-based business is that people say, you know, you have to go through the numbers and you just have to, you know, talk to as many people out there and quantity over quality, it doesn't matter. You just need to you recruit, recruit and talk to people and prospect and then eventually the right kind of people are going to want to join your business. Well, you can do it that way. You're going to get frustrated. Uh, it's going to take you forever. And you're going to be talking to hundreds and hundreds of people, getting discouraged and getting a lot of no's. Yeah. Or you can learn how to attract the right kind of people and identify the right people and speak their language. And another big uh, downside to the high numbers game, if you play the numbers game and you say, I'm going to talk to everybody, 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 there's the problem, okay? you're going to have a high turnover rate in your business. So what's going to happen is people will join and leave. Join and leave. Rinse, repeat. So that's what's going to happen because if it, what happens is when you, you go through the numbers and you do it a numbers game, yeah, you get the people to join. But oftentimes since they weren't targeted, they don't take very long to realize, hey, this isn't for me. I, I mean, I joined on a whim or I was convinced or whatnot. And then they realize ah, that, that's not... That doesn't resonate with me after a week, two weeks, a month, three months. doesn't matter. Eventually, they find out that it really wasn't their niche. Yeah, or you're in the on, you're, you have your own online business and you're just marketing and putting Facebook ads out and trying to target the wrong audience because you have no idea. You just think that you know it's all women under 45 that want your thing, your product, right? And you're losing tons and tons of marketing money of Facebook ads and whatnot, Instagram ads, because you're just basically um, throwing your money out the window and not targeting the right people that are interested in what you you have to offer. Yeah. So today we're going to show you how to prospect and recruit the right people to your business. People will stick around, grow with you, and become part of your legacy. Because if you're a Christian entrepreneur, you are thinking also of creating legacy. It is interesting to note how Jesus didn't want just anybody to follow him and neither should you. Sebastian, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, contrary to popular opinion, Jesus didn't want everybody to follow him. I know it sounds countercurrent when I say this, but if you read the Gospels attentively, you realize that's true. He made it clear that he wanted the right people to follow him, and he also made sure during his ministry that the wrong people would stop following him. And we're going to look at examples from the scriptures. And I know what I'm saying right now is shocking to most of you. And I I do admit that even when I read that, I'm like, wow, this is not the Christ I was taught. This is not the Jesus I was taught. But yet, it's the Jesus of the Gospels. So we're going to look at three examples where Jesus really demonstrates a desire to attract as much as he demonstrates a strong desire to repel also. Okay? So the number one... uh, Uh, passage where he demonstrates this is uh, number one Jesus's voice was made to be heard only by his sheep in the gospel of John chapter 10 verses 24 to 27 we read this the Jews who were gathered around him saying how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah tell us plainly Jesus answered I did tell you but you did not believe The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we see from this passage that Jesus is showing an exclusivity clause here. Something going on that um, his voice was made to be heard by his sheep. In other words, by people who were called to be saved, by a certain type of people. And those who didn't hear that voice did not follow him. And it was made on purpose. So it was a, it was something that was made on purpose. This uh, people he wanted to attract and people that were supposed to be repelled by simply not hearing him. Number two, 
Jesus used parables to repel the wrong followers. In Mark chapter 4, verses 10 to 12, we read this. When he, oh, by the way, this is happening after Jesus uh, told the parable of the sower, okay, and the different types of soils in which the seed fell. After that, he told that parable, it says, When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, meaning on the outside of the kingdom of God, Everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, and this is the shocker, they might turn and be forgiven. And, you know, we've been taught that Jesus came to forgive everybody and loves everybody and all that. And when you read a passage like that, you're like, wow, so that's why he spoke in parables. He wanted certain people to hear and understand it was like a sifting process and he wanted other people to just find it confusing and to just not understand it's really like a sword you know jesus came said he came to bring a sword and that's again a a passage that is kind of shocking but again uh, even though jesus was not an entrepreneur per se he was building the kingdom of god he was building his church Okay, And as such, Jesus had a very specific target audience and a specific branding. Okay, His voice, who he was, that was his branding. And his voice was to be heard by those who were called to follow him. So it's very, very interesting, all of this. Number three, Jesus did on purpose to have the wrong people who were following leave him. So, in other words, he he actually made sure that when the wrong people were following him, that they would actually stop, okay? After the miracle of the bread and fish, where he multiplied the breads and fish, many people began following Jesus. Let's read John chapter 6, verses 25 to 27. And these people were looking for him. They were like following him, looking for him. They kind of lost sight of him at some point. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then after that, Jesus proceeded on teaching them about how he is the bread of life that comes from God and how they should follow him just for that. And it is said in the scriptures that they thought his teaching was hard to accept. And then in verses 66 to 70 of John chapter 6, we read this. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Uh, Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. And he meant Judas, of course, in that passage. It's a fascinating read, uh, John chapter 6, how we see basically Jesus uh, sifting through his followers, through his disciples even, because it's said in verse 66 that those who stopped following him were actually some of his disciples. That's what we call the art of attracting and repelling. And Jesus wanted to make sure that those who followed him didn't follow him to get bread or fish, but that they followed him because he had the words of eternal life. And it's a fascinating passage. And it really shows us a a lot of good lessons as Christian entrepreneurs about our voice. Who's going to hear it? 
Who's going to follow us? Who And why are they going to follow us? It gives us a really good example of how bold we must be and how we must come to terms that the people who will follow us and the people who will be repelled by us, both are equally important. Absolutely. And um, maybe we're trying to understand why we were adding this faith component to this type of teaching to this type of episode which is mostly focused on marketing but as a christian entrepreneur they sync both together and that's why we added these scriptures so obviously jesus is our example of how we're supposed to live and i i think that these verses are very powerful because he was like like sebastian saying building the kingdom on earth and he was also demonstrating this. He was authentic. He was uh, giving out his message. He would never, never play to the crowd. Exactly. Never he, tried to gain more followers. He didn't speak in a language that would just be pleasing to the crowd to get more followers, like we, like a lot of people do online, and right? I've fallen for that trap many times. Yeah, it's it's really like, you know, this is me. This is the truth. This is my message. And you either like it or you don't. And you either choose to follow me or you don't. That's it. And it's very clear cut. And when you study branding and you study marketing, and I have been doing that for a good four to five years right now, you learn a lot of these principles without them talking about the faith component. They're really talking about attracting and repelling. It's important. Because they they understand the importance of repelling the people that don't identify to your message, that don't like what you have to say, because those people will never buy your product in the first place. You don't want to have tons of followers that are just basically looking at you go, but would never buy your product or, or don't identify with your message. Here's what you need to keep in mind. When you see someone on social media who has, let's say, 4 million followers, tell yourself this. If there's 4 million people that they attracted, you can be sure there's probably double that that were repelled by them. Exactly. Okay, then that's very important because people, we don't get that, we don't get, uh, th those teachings we're only told to how to attract 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 yeah. but we're never taught the importance of who you're going to repel mm -hmm. basically who you want to repel is everybody who's not supposed to be attracted to you everybody who's not supposed to be your customer exactly it's interesting you mentioned that because i was listening to a teaching by shailene johnson who is a marketing expert she's also a christian entrepreneur and she's built several different types of businesses and she was saying that she really thought that video was powerful because it really helped her to express her message it helped people to see who she was identify to her and those that didn't like her message didn't like who she was or how she looked or what she represented just were repelled by her so that gave her a, a way of identifying the right people like the right people would be a magnet to her and those that weren't just didn't like who she was or yeah. didn't identify to her would be repelled but she also said that email marketing she was talking about email marketing and she was saying that the, her real followers are not the instagram followers that you see 500,000 on her instagram uh, feed on her account it was mostly her email marketing those followers. who actually take the time to open her emails read exactly. it and buy some stuff that she has to exactly sell. and she was saying that one just one email generated over a hundred thousand dollars in profits of a, a product that she was selling because these were her uh, faithful followers there you go those that opened the emails so that had those that have uh, subscribed to her email list are those that are genuinely really interested in what she has to offer well I just I just love what you just said uh, because there's a difference between a follower and a rabid fan Right. right? Uh, and they teach us that in marketing. And even Jesus, I mean, there's a there's a pastor out there. I forget the name of the pastor, but the book is, it says, not a fan. And he's talking about the trend in the church. Our church pews are full of fans of Jesus, but very few people in church are actual followers of Jesus and he was uh, he basically took the time to write a book about that phenomenon and how we are called in the Gospels to be 
followers of Jesus, not just fans. Right. And that's the same dichotomy in, in marketing, the same uh, differentiation we need to make between a follower and a rabid fan, someone who's like, who, who buys your stuff, who, who opens your emails and reads them and, 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 and reads your tweets and reads, you know, and is interested in your teachings and, and really buys into you. Yeah, well, it's like the fan that thinks it's all beautiful and it makes them feel good, this love message, and they like the concept, and they like watching, you know, the the Christmas uh, ceremony, it's pretty, it's Christmas time, they're watching that, it makes them feel good, but, you know, the relationship with Christ and opening their Bible and praying, not so much, right? Yeah, so, so the, basically the Christians, well, the, the believers who... It's all about emotions and how the feelings of uh, so brings them the back fan. to their childhood. Yeah, those are mostly fans, right? Or uh, uh, people have been, oh, my, my dad went to church all his life and so did my grandfather. So I'm going to church. I'm bringing my family there. But they don't open their Bible the whole week. They rarely pray unless they're in real <laughs> big trouble. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, like those are fans. Followers, now that's another thing. They take the teachings and basically do what Jesus said. Apply them Those to who lives. hear my teachings and do them build their house on the rock. Those who hear them and don't do them build their house on the sand. And then when the waves come and problems come, the house is completely destroyed. Exactly. And it's the same thing for your business. I know a lot of you are Christian entrepreneurs and you're marketing to a secular audience. You're marketing to people that aren't saved. And that's your choice, whether you choose to do it or not. And it might, it might also be because of what they're selling. If their product yeah. they're selling, and if that's fine. I mean, us, we are Christian coaches, so obviously we're going to market to Christians, right? But uh, if you're selling shampoo, everybody uses shampoo. Exactly. And you're going to have to, these points are going to help you to see bigger, okay? So point number one is develop a strong sense of awareness, personal vision, or company culture. Now, when you start a home business or you start your own online business, oftentimes you don't see far down the road. And you have to see that by targeting the right audience is important to start out with and have vision for your business because down the road when you're thinking bigger, everything has to follow through, okay? So first things first, you have to know who you are. Okay, mm -hmm. if you were to start a Facebook page or a website, what would it be about? You see, in order to attract and recruit the right people, you need to have a strong sense of awareness. And that's oftentimes missing in today's world. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs don't really have a, that much of a strong sense of awareness. It's, it's kind of missing. A lot of people, you know, they, 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 they join for hype oftentimes or they start a business out of... Out of um, a sense of uh, they're elated, they're excited. Or they want to make money. They're just thinking, they I want to make profit. But if they don't know who they are, if they don't know who they are, it's going to be very hard and it might just tank real fast. Exactly. So you have to really know exactly who you are, what you stand for, and why, and what you love, and why do you love it, what you hate, and why. Okay, so you want to really portray this in your branding in the way that you're going to target those people but for to target the right audience you have to know exactly firmly what you believe who you are uh, what is your message and you need to understand uh, the strong sense of personal brand awareness is crucial mm -hmm. okay if you're going to attract and recruit the right people so a strong sense of brand personal awareness is going to make you very decisive in choosing who to target mm -hmm. okay and uh we're like obviously we can go on and on about branding um in this episode because that's a whole other thing that's a whole other brand message and attraction marketing we're going to do other uh, episodes on that but i really want you to focus mostly on you know not your product but who you are as a person getting in touch with yourself yeah. yeah and what do you have to offer that is different that other people in your niche do not have okay so for example you might all be in some affiliate marketing program uh, and trying to you know get this certain product out to all these people but if you're all screaming the same message in the same way of saying it then you you just sound like a copycat of some somebody else that they heard yeah and when it comes to um knowing who you are and what you stand for it reminded me of a scene in the movie jerry Maguire. 
Jerry is with uh, Rod Tidwell and his uh, Rod Tidwell's wife, and he's with his secretary, who is played by um, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, yeah, and, and so, so they're all together. And the, the wife of Rod Tidwell, his client, she's pregnant, and she's very she got a short fuse, and then she gets mad at Jerry. What do you stand for? She screams at him, and Jerry's like caught off guard. And you can see like his, his like his mouth is half open, and then Dorothy, she jumps in and she's she gets mad, and she's not the type to get mad in the movie. If anybody has seen the movie, she's this sweet girl, and then she gets mad. She says, "How about a little integrity in a world that's gone so completely wrong that I don't know what to tell my son?" And then she goes like, sorry, I'm not as good as the insults that she is. <laughs> and, and, but the scene is very strong because it talks like the lady was getting mad because she wanted to know what Jerry stood for and if that was good for her and her husband. Right. And that was all about personal branding. And when uh, Dorothy jumped in and said that, that kind of closed the deal. It was like, okay, you know what? I can live with that. And it was kind of left unsaid, but I think she calmed down and she, they decided to stick with Jerry after that. So uh, it was kind of a, a pivotal uh, moment that goes uh, unseen in the movie. It just reminded me of that when you were talking about that. And I think it's, that's what's important. I mean, people need to know what you stand for. Yes, and your message and what you have to offer in a certain way like obviously you know if you're in marketing you're talking about marketing you you have to find a way for your voice to be different but for your sense of self for who you are your authentic self you know um, what makes you different from another person and how are you going to speak in that language that's going to attract people that like that yeah. right so you really have to, that's that's what di differentiates you know when you see um you know network marketers that are hitting it big online they've created their own brand within the like company you don't even culture. know within you, the company culture they've created their own brand yeah. yeah and you don't even know who they're working for like you have no idea who their business is for because they've created such a strong brand around themselves mm -hmm. and around who they are and who they want to talk to that they're attracting you to their their business but you still don't know you know what what kind of business they're in really yeah. right but you are attracted to their language and what they're offering and how they're going to help you because they're solving a need and they've attracted you in the right way so yeah. it's a bit the same kind of thing that we're trying to show you and it's important you know when you're building an online business to see farther than just the company that you're working for and just the service. And that's why I talk about branding yourself. You don't want to be, um, in today's world, especially if you're in network marketing, you don't want to be this, um, you know, spammer that's just, uh, you know, throwing the network marketing company's name that you're working for all over your profile. Yeah. You're never going to generate any leads that way. You're not going to get anybody into your business that way. People are over um how should i say this they're so saturated with sales over pitched over pitched they open the tv there's commercials they go on youtube there's commercials like everywhere they look on the highway on the radio they're always getting sold to so you that's why you have to really talk to the person and find out who you are and the values that you want to give to to give that authentic flavor and so that people are attracted to that to attract it to you and want to connect with you and trust you and that way they want to work with you so it all goes together or they want to buy from you if you have a service or some kind of product that you want to sell to them okay so that's the importance of the whole values and knowing yourself part and it's all part of attracting the right people uh, which brings us to point number two decide who you want to work with so point number one, you figured out your message, what makes you authentic, what makes you unique. What makes you you, basically. Exactly. And what kind of message you have and what are your values and you know who you are. So that's clear. So then you get to point number two, you need to decide who you want to work with. So you need to create an avatar of your ideal prospect. So some people are so focused on recruiting just anybody in their business they don't realize that they will be working alongside this person regularly, okay? So 
you know, because they hear all this lingo, you know, go through the numbers, talk to a bunch of people, get anybody to sign and say yes. And they don't realize that they're creating, they're building a business. So, you know, if you were the head CEO of a, of a business, um, it's funny, really, because we have big corporations that have, uh, you know, these um, people that are experts in hiring um, the ideal person for the job, right? Like their, their job is recruitment and they need to look at if the person qualifies for the position and that's how you run a good business, right? And yet when we're starting a home business, we don't think like that. No. We have no idea how to run a business and this is the huge problem and this is why it doesn't create a strong, solid foundation. So you need to be very selective. Now I know some of you are thinking, I can't do that. I need to make money fast. I need to just attract people and I just need everybody to say yes to my opportunity or whatever I'm offering, my services and you know whatever program I'm offering. But you're not gonna get ahead thinking like that. So I really want you to think, what does your avatar look like? What kind of values do they have? Where do they, where do you need to look online or local events to build relationships with these like-minded individuals? So one of the, the important key elements that you need to think when you're looking at a prospect, whether you be in a supermarket, whether uh, you're at an event and you're talking to people, getting to know people, you have to think, is this kind of person, the kind of person that normally I'd be friends with? Like, would if I would just randomly decide to uh, start a business from my my basement like would I want to work with this person yeah would I would I go have uh, coffee with him just for fun or just golfing for fun or even maybe doing family events or yeah know. or are you just thinking I just need to say the right thing for that person to say yes and mm -hmm. want to watch my video and say yes to my opportunity like you really have to, you know, get to know the person, build a relationship, see if, you know, the energy flows between both of you. Like, do you have anything in common? You know, do you have kids? Do you want to target people that have kids because you have kids? In a way, if you're building a long-term business, you have to think long-term relationship. It's kind of like uh, when you're dating, you know, some, 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 uh, some of you will approach someone thinking, uh, short-term relationship i mean some of you if you're christians hopefully not but i mean there's some people that they just want a one-night stand right and uh so they're thinking short term and when that's going on you don't need values to align you don't need to have points in common you, so that's out of the out of the window but if you're thinking long-term relationship all of a sudden everything you have in common comes into play and so much more important yeah, so exactly. it's the same thing with your customers. I mean, if you're thinking long-term alliance, if you're thinking um, maybe this customer will join the business eventually and, and become a part of it, so you're thinking long-term. So obviously you're going to look at the values and do, is this person someone I'd like to work with? Is this because we're so worried about if they're going to like us? Oh, I'm so worried they're going to. I hope they're going to like me. I want them to like me. We're, we never ask ourselves if we like them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Is that person somebody you want to hang out with? Would you go on a vacation with them? Because, you know, down the road, um, when you are building your business and it's growing, you will eventually have, uh, you know, training events that you're going to go to together. You're going to have company events. You're going to have, you know, vacations and incentives. And basically, you know, you might even share a hotel room with one of these people or, you know, really be together all weekend so do they have the same values as you do you enjoy spending time with them because you're building a business you're going to be doing a lot of masterminding especially with those key players that are um, your runners you know those that are really building the business are going to be always with you masterminding how to make the business better so you really have to think alike in some ways and have a lot of values Absolutely. that are similar yeah so we're gonna come back to that point at the end. I'm gonna give you an exercise to do that's gonna help you clarify all of this. Um, I know that you're probably, you know, if you're starting out in your home-based business, you're maybe thinking, wow, this is like so deep and I'm seeing so far ahead and it's overwhelming, but I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I just want you to see that if you're not targeting those right prospects to work with you from the beginning, then down the road, you're gonna have some conflict especially if you're a Christian entrepreneur 
you know, and you uh, are recruiting just left and right, all kinds of people that don't have, I'm not saying, you know, they have to, to be uh, devout Christians, but maybe, you know, if you're a Christian, you want to at least get people that have good values that you can see, you know, by looking at their Facebook profile that, you know, they're, they're not like putting tons of junk and exactly. explicit stuff that, yeah. you know, like you can look at someone's profile and, and right away identify, oh my gosh, like I wouldn't even want to be a Facebook friend with this person. Like, so why would you even want them in your business, right? Yeah, you like go. if if what they're posting is not at all, you know, you can't identify to any of it, like what what's the point, right? Exactly. So, so we're going to get back to exercises of how to uh, create your ideal avatar properly. I want to give you a quote by Seth Godin. He says, choose your customers, choose your future. And Seth Godin is probably, I think, top three, definitely, worldwide branding expert, right? And right. this guy is amazing. And marketing and branding. And, you know, he says to choose your customers. And that is not something that we... That we're taught. I mean, if you grew up like me, like in the 70s and 80s, it was all about, and 90s even, it was all about, uh, you know, getting customers that didn't care who they were and you didn't allow yourself to choose, to be choosy. Exactly. So number three is find people with the same values as you. So the places where you will most likely find people who resemble your avatar are the places you need to look to find the right people. So for example, if you want to recruit Christians with solid leadership skills, you have more chances of finding them at your local church than your local mall. Okay, that so, makes sense, yeah. So if you're looking for people physically in, in person and not online. Um, now I know that it's narrows... The same thing, it's the same thing online. I mean, obviously if you go to uh, a Christian... Uh, blog or Christian Blog or Facebook group, group or page with values aligned with your own you're much more likely to make friends who would probably join your business than if you go to any other website where, I don't know, something that's more vague like nature lovers because you can have nature lovers who also, I don't know, do things that you wouldn't approve of at all, you know? So Exactly. So you really want to focus on this, um, people that have the same values as you, especially if you're creating a brand from scratch. So if you're building your own brand, a bit like we did with Thriving on Purpose, we had a vision where we want this business to go and we both had to share the same values for us to be able to work towards the same goals, right? So if you're starting a business from scratch, you really need to partner with people that have the same values as you do. And you'll see that many, many successful Christian entrepreneurs like Michael Hyatt, like John Maxwell, there's so many out there. Um, the the founder of the John Maxwell team, uh, Paul Martinelli, there's a lot of them out there. We've noticed, you know, they do partner with Christians. Um, they don't scream it on the rooftop, but it's obvious and we've noticed it. And there's a reason for that. And we've heard a lot of them talk about this. And it's because you when God gives you vision, you know, most of the time when you're a Christian entrepreneur, only another Christian entrepreneur can understand that vision. Um, they, they think differently than people in the secular world yeah. and they'll move forward uh, differently. And uh, there's a spiritual aspect that's so important. Uh, there's the prayer aspect. A lot of Christian companies and the headship will pray together. Um, yeah. for God to have a hand in the business to bless people and add value to people. So all of that has a lot of uh, empowerment and a lot of, you know, direction. So you can't do that, you know, with uh, secular people, with people that don't have the same faith as you. And I've heard a lot of network marketers that have been focused on prospecting uh, Christian entrepreneurs, Christian coaches, Christian people that they want in their organization because for them it's super crucial to be praying in masterminds and opening with prayer or you know giving bible quotes and talking about god when they are doing some of their trainings there because that's who they want to work with yeah right? and when if if you're you're uh, the people who work with you are, are are not don't don't share your faith or your values you're kind of going to walk on eggshells all the time, careful not to mention the Bible or God because you don't want to offend him or, you know, because you're, after all, you're running a business, right? It's not an evangelism camp. 
So it's kind of tricky. So you don't want to like, yeah. you know, it can be tricky. And I just want to share with you really quickly a personal story. You know, um, in one of the companies I was, and you know, we when we join a home business and we see, you know, what's going on in company events and we see who the top leaders are, we automatically see if we identify to those people or not. And eventually you know that when you grow up, like when you, you get to a certain level uh, in your business that you're going to be joining these events with these people you're going to be doing trainings parties and whatnot and you know if everybody in there and the top earners are not your crowd of people then you know you won't feel comfortable you won't even want to excel to that point because you're like well you know i just don't feel like partying in that way and i just don't feel like doing my business in that way because that's not who i am and that's not the values i share and i just don't feel like getting drunk in a certain you know home partying and doing trainings it's just not who i am and not the values i have right mm-hmm. so that's where it's important you know when you're building your own team to recruit and to prospect the right kind of people Um, And like I said, they don't always have to be, you know, Christians per se, but at least if you see that they have good values, that they're good people that normally would friend normally, then, you know, you're, you know that if you're going to go to an event with these people, you're going to have a nice time and you're going to have some good masterminding and uh, you're going to have a great time, right? So that's. That's another thing. So uh, I think you want to share a verse with us? Well, yeah, I think, it, it, and, and those of you who are probably familiar with that verse uh, that says it's, it's mostly used in the context of marriage. Oftentimes in church, when we hear this verse, it's about the context of marriage. Second Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? So a yoke is, is something you put on oxen to get them to work right when you're yoked uh, you're, you're both working together so the two oxen working together with that yoke on top of them they have to walk at the same pace uh, work you know be basically doing the same work and unequal an unequal yoke would be basically an oxen with a horse a horse is higher it won't it's not gonna probably not gonna go as slow uh, it doesn't have the same strength uh, in different places and so that's an unequal yoke okay so two oxen together works an ox and a horse that don't work or a horse and a sheep don't work <laughs> so it's the same with you and you're in business so if you're working if you're building your, your business with like-minded people and better yet born-again believers you will uh, build something that is going to be so much more uh, running so much more smoothly and the conflict resolution and the vision uh, clarification and all these things will be better for you so that brings us to number three aim to attract but accept to repel who we are is who we attract this is what is called the law of magnetism in the book uh, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by john maxwell Who we are is who we attract. We can't always pinpoint it, but we're like a perfume to certain people and vice versa, okay? Some people attract us. Some people repel us. We don't always know why. Some are instinctively attracted to getting to know us. To them, we radiate an irresistible glow or scent. To others, we can be very repelling. They might not themselves be able to pinpoint it, but they just don't like us. You know what? That's okay. In fact, it's a good thing. In fact, it's not just a good thing. It's a God thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 says this, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So basically, we, as believers, we have the, the same perfume for both, okay? For those who are being saved or for, and for those who are not. So to the one, we have an aroma that brings death, okay? So, that, so to the unbeliever, most of the time, if you're a devout Christian, if you love God, if God is the first thing in your life, you're going to stink to them. They're not going to like you. They're going to be repelled by you. And to the others, to the believers, and oftentimes, it's happened so many times to me, 
I would meet a believer and I would just kind of know it. I would just need confirmation later on, but I was like, mm, I think this guy's a Christian. And as you get to know them better, eventually, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah it comes out and you know it and you're like, I kind of knew you were a believer. And or sometimes it's happened that people have told me that because we sense, we sense the, aroma, the aroma of Christ in Absolutely. one another. And that is so important. And I know that a lot of you think, you know, I'm just going to give this certain message. I'm just going to attract everybody, um, you know, that are interested in my product because of this, because of that. And, you know, people like people are spiritual beings. And it's so true what you just said. I have always been attracted to Christian coaches without even knowing that they were Christian. It's true. Um, I've always, you know. Um, been attracted to mentors online uh, that had and you just know by their verbiage the way they talk and how deep they are and oftentimes you find out wow you know this person was a christian he you know he'll talk about it eventually sometimes they just make a bad job at hiding it that they're christians it actually (laughs) shows up in the way they teach and the way they think in the values they espouse and you just kind of know and if you don't know you kind of like hmm I wonder. And then you figure it out. Oh, look at that. He was a believer. Yeah. And I've seen even Christian coaches online, you know, put some verses on their profile here and there. And it's on purpose. They're doing it to attract believers because they know that if they get more believers in their business, even if it's not a business that has to do with anything Christian, even if it's a service they're offering or, you know, um, a coaching program they're offering for some other topic, Um, they know that they're going to attract Christian believers that are interested in what they have to offer and sell because they're attracting them with the right language that that, uh, attracts Christians. So as Sebastian was saying, that's so true. We're always attracted without really knowing that the person is a Christian. There's a perfume about the person that attracts us and what they're talking about and their depth and their values oftentimes are portrayed in what they're saying and we and then later on we'll find out that they are a christian and especially with social media a lot of people are doing on purpose to you know put verses out there and to talk to people in a certain way to attract a christian audience even if their product or service or you know maybe they're a coach and the the service they can offer is not necessarily for the christian market they want Christians in their business, so mm-hmm. they do it on purpose to attract Christians. And yeah. that's a very, very smart way, right? Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, God uh, has created us as spiritual beings, and it does matter. I really believe that, and, and I've seen that in many different companies that I've worked with. It's really, it, it really is the way it works. We really are attracted to the same kind of values And Christians are attracted to other Christians and doing business together always, well, usually works very well. So that brings us to number four. Create online content targeted to attract your avatar. So you can start a podcast to add value to these prospects and attract them to your content. Uh, You can start a blog. You can create the kind of content that they're searching for with through SEO and through blogging. If you have pinpointed your exact avatar, then you should know who they are and know the exact pain points they face. Okay, so finding their pain points and how can you help them and how are like what vehicle like what way are you going to help them? So we mentioned podcasting. We mentioned blogging. Ads also, if you're going to do ads on uh, Facebook, if you're going to do ads on Instagram or whatever, uh, targeting it, like it's going to help you to target the, the right ad to the right people. Um, exactly. And the right lead magnet to attract that person. So when you're doing a Facebook ad or a Facebook campaign with a lead magnet, you're going to want to always create something, uh, whether it be a video, a webinar, something that can help that person right so people now as we said are very um, anti-salesy so they really want you to give them something first and add value to them first so you need to find creative ways of creating this online content to attract that avatar Seth Godin said if your target audience isn't listening it's not their fault it's yours 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. So spamming your profile is not going to get anybody to listen or pay attention to your products. Creating a Facebook group, adding them to that Facebook group and just pitching your products and saying how great they are and they're on sale and they're wonderful. I've been in, I've been added to I don't know how many groups like that and I've never been interested in buying any of the products because I'm just desensitized. Like even if there is a good rebate, even if it looks like a pretty bottle or whatever, I'm just not interested because I don't know what that can do for me. And maybe I'm not even searching for that because I don't even have that problem. And it's interesting you say that because just today I was I heard a, a trainer say that. He said, people all speak one universal language and that is what's in it for me. Exactly. Very simple sales language. What's in it for me? So you're not going to sell anything. You're not going to get any customers or any people to join your business until you present clearly what's in it for them. Exactly. So if you're going to do a Facebook group and you're going to add trainings, they have to be trainings or teachings or videos that you're doing talking to that ideal avatar adding value, solving pain points, giving them content that they're searching for, that they're already wanting, okay? So you can do it through videos in that Facebook group. Uh, you can share your blogs. You can share your podcasts. Or you could just, you know, maybe you're not into all of that. And you just want a Facebook group where you can just chit-chat with people and create, you know, mini trainings where you just verbally give them points and how-tos to whatever it is you know, that that's you're passionate about that you're interested in. And um, maybe all of you share that same interest. And I'll just give you an example. I know a lady that went into a Facebook group that had uh, to do with boxers. She uh, loved the, the the dog, the boxer breed. So she found a Facebook group that were all amateurs of boxers. And she made a lot of friends there. They all had that point in common. And um, her product in her network marketing company was able to help, uh, you know, the, the hip problems, displace, yeah. hip hip displace, problems yeah. that they had and joints <clears throat> problems that they had. And so when she would talk about how that helped her dog, people were, you know, interested in that because that's also the problem that they had yeah, with their dog, right? Yeah, so it was great. And in large breeds, it's often... That's a common problem exactly. with the dog. So yeah, if you yeah. can solve that. So she didn't even have to create her own Facebook group. She just went adding value, you know, mingling, have building relationships with those people, and then would mention her product. And obviously, these were private conversations. She wasn't like totally like spamming the group or, you know, t posting stuff in the group uh, that were obvious. She was just making good friendships and relationships. And even us. I mean, I've noticed that the most successful podcasts that we've done were those who were definitely solving a pain point, mm -hmm. but like very, very clearly. Exactly. And so those are the ones that got the most engagement and the people loved and shared the most. Exactly. So the more and because we are Christian entrepreneurs, we know the pain points that we have gone through. So oftentimes a lot of our topics are based on our avatar because they're people like us. Yeah. And uh, there are things that we had pain points with in the past and that we overcame. And so we know what to talk about because we know that it was interesting to us to learn how to solve this problem. So it's interesting to our target audience, right? So that brings us to the last point you can also use to, to market to these people is Instagram stories, IGTV which is really, really popular right now. Um, if you're not you know, big on Instagram, you should look into it. There's also all kinds of tutorials on YouTube where you can find out how to do Instagram stories and IGTV. So that's really, really popular because people get to see who you are visually, not just see an account with a bunch of memes. Um, you know, you become yeah. alive and it's basically video, right, on Instagram. So that's really popular and that's going to help people to either be attracted or repelled by you. Um, so video marketing is really, really huge when it comes to targeting your audience and getting a good following, a good yeah. audience and to gonna follow get, you. It's going to get bigger. Uh, people are more and more into video now than yeah. know, any other platform, any other thing. Exactly. In uh, 2019, YouTube is going to be huge as well. So if you're interested in that and you're very techie, 
you can also look at that platform as well. So that brings us to the last exercise, which is number five. As an exercise, I want you to create an avatar profile. So I've created a cheat sheet for you um, that I'm going to uh, put on our website, thrivingonpurposepodcast.com. Uh, under this episode 24, you're going to be able to click on the button and just pop in your email and you're going to have this example of the right questions to be asking yourself to create your avatar profile. Now, I want you to be so specific that you even know what that person looks like. So I even want you to go and find a picture online of what this person looks like at the end. So you're going to be answering these key questions to build your avatar and at the end, you're even going to know what that person physically looks like. Actually, when you're building an avatar, I was once told that you cannot be over specific. I mean, you can even uh, think about, try to imagine what their favorite meals are. You know, I mean, their favorite drinks. You can't go too far in creating an avatar. See, it rhymes. It even <laughs> rhymes. You can't go too far in creating an avatar. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just a few little questions. Um, that you can ask yourself are, what does this person look like physically? Um, you know, how old are they? Where do they shop? Uh, where do they hang out online? Are they married? Are they single? Do they have pets? Do they have children? Are they Christians? Are they man or women, like man or woman, right? So a good quote by Wayne Davis is the lead generation process starts by finding out where your target market lives on the web. So lives on the web with social media and all, um, we, you know, we automatically think, okay, you know, Instagram, young people are on Instagram, you know, business people are on LinkedIn. And yes, that's true. But that's very generalized. Yeah. That's very generalized. Depending on what kind of product service that you offer or that your company offers you need to find those influential people so for example if i'm in the health and wellness niche and i'm on shailene johnson's you know instagram profile where she talks about uh exercising and fitness goals and this and that then i know that most people that are going to be following that type of profile or her blog or facebook page are interested in fitness Either that or marketing, because she's doing both, right? But generally, it's pretty specific. So, you know, if I go on Dr. Axe's uh, Facebook page and he's all about essential oils and, you know, natural and everything natural, then um, I know that the kind of people that are on his Facebook page are really interested in this kind of content. Mm -hmm. So you need to really find where they're hanging out, what Facebook pages are they hanging out on, which Facebook groups are they interested in, uh, what kind of magazines do they read, you know, like, so this cheat sheet is going to really help you to identify that and really have a clear picture uh, visually of what that person looks like. Yeah, and it's going to help you define exactly who you're talking to. And that is very, very powerful because when you're doing Facebook Lives or videos on YouTube or Instagram Stories... Or even writing a blog... Um, we've noticed because we've done a lot of these things. Um, it's really hard to, if you haven't done this exercise, when you start your video, you have no idea who you're really talking to. You're quote, so, un you're quote unquote throwing mud on the wall. Yeah, exactly. And so you're talking and then next thing you know, you realize you're saying stuff like, well, if you're this kind of person and if you're that kind of person, and maybe you're this kind of person and you're always saying that in your videos then that's because the image is not clear of who you're talking to. Yeah. And so that's the, and then that exactly, like you said, it's like throwing mud on the wall. You're just hoping that it sticks. You're not really talking to one specific person. And that person's listening to you and going, oh, I can't really identify to this because I don't even know who she's talking to. Like, yeah, is she going. talking to me? You know, so some people even say in their videos, like, if you're trying to lose weight, then you're going to love this video because I'm going to talk about the 10 tips to blah, blah, blah. So right away, they've identified that if you don't want to lose weight, don't listen. Okay, and, and even we can even take that further. So see, the, the if you're trying to lose weight approach, that's really good. But you can improve it by saying, for example, if you're someone who's been trying to lose weight for years and you're 50 pounds overweight and you just can't get below that, 
you're gonna love this video. Now, notice how I targeted it so much more. So I eliminated a whole bunch of people. Now it's targeted to, towards those who've been trying for months who are 50 pounds overweight. So now you just like targeted it really, really good. Exactly, and by doing this, it's gonna help clarify the way you're talking, your videos are gonna be more powerful, your message is gonna be more powerful, you're gonna have clarity on who it is you're trying to market to, and you're gonna notice that exactly who you're talking to, those people are gonna start reaching out to you. You're gonna be attracting them, and you're gonna notice by their profiles, hey, that's exactly the type of person I wanted to join my business. So that's the power in, in doing these exercises and applying them, and especially with doing uh, video marketing where you can verbally talk to these people or, th or through podcasts, you can do that as well. So make sure you download that cheat sheet. It's mm -hmm. really gonna help you. It's gonna be on our website. Again, thrivingonpurposepodcast.com is our podcast page. Go to this episode 24. And so we hope that this really helped you to uh, identify your ideal target market, your ideal prospect and that you're gonna have amazing success in your business. We'd love to hear uh, your comments on what you thought of this episode. When you do apply this exercise, the results you're getting, we'd, yeah, love, we'd to love to have some feedback. We'd love to have some feedback on that, yeah. Exactly, you'll see on the bottom of our episode, there's a, a comment section that's linked to Facebook and you can just leave your comments there and tell us how that has helped your business. That would be really great to hear. And as always, if you're getting great value from this podcast and you're like, oh, I'm getting so much value. I'm being so blessed by these guys. They're awesome. How can I ever <laughs> thank them? Hey, it's really, really easy. You want to thank us? Give us a glowing review on iTunes. That's going to be more than enough. So we wish you a great week and we'll see you next week. Be blessed and thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving On Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.